0: Hi, this is Terry from Heart to Heart. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to say, I want to start off by saying that some of my experiences that I share with you guys, I speak about it because I truly believe that it will help someone who is ashamed. Are embarrassed to talk about their experiences, so I believe that my voice can be the 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 coach for them or the cheerleader, if you will, for the person that is going through something because I, I understand that everyone is not vocal and they might be you know not willing to discuss what they're going to through but it so it's like a sense of a person that can relate to what another person is going through so this subject is not really a comfortable one for some especially if you have been a victim so today's subject is about molestation I was a victim of molestation at an early age. I was about 10 or 11. And the person that violated me was actually a a really close family friend. And we trusted, you know, my mom trusted him, I trusted him. I played with his kids. My siblings played with, you know, the other kids as well. We went over to their house all the time for, you know, for family dinners. And we just had a really great time. And so I had a cousin that moved down here. And so her mom befriended them. And so they also started playing, you know, with their... She had a daughter my age. So we all were just... We were all family friends and we were family oriented. So anyway, he had asked my mom... If he could take me on a commercial audition. And so my mom agreed. And so she asked me if I felt comfortable going. And so, she, you know, I said, yeah, I was kind of excited. I didn't really know what a commercial audition was. I, I had no clue because, you know, i not. I just I just didn't have any idea. So anyway, we go. He comes to pick me up. We go to the audition and the building really didn't look like it was it was in the daytime so the building looked like it was closed to me it did so we get there we go inside the building he had access to the building because I believe he was a security guard so we go into the building and then we go into one of the the rooms And he's like, oh, you know, nobody's here. And, you know, he just sounded like he was kind of disappointed. So I'm like, oh, you know, okay. So now what? He's like, so we'll have to come back. I'll find out what's going on and we'll come back next week. So in my little head, I'm like, okay, so we'll come back next week and that'll be that. So he's like, I'll take you home. So I said, okay. We go back to the car and... Instead of him pulling out to the exit, he goes up this parking structure ramp. And I um, felt kind of queasy at that, at that time because I'm like, okay, something's not right. So why are we going up instead of to the exit? But I didn't question it because, you know, I'm a little kid and I just, I was afraid to like ask these questions But I just knew something was not right. He parks the car. And then he turns to me. And he says that he wants to touch me. So in my head I'm going, he wants to touch me. Like, why would you want to touch me? And he proceeded to tell me that my cousin, who's the same age as me that she that he she let him touch her and that she liked it so i said okay so to me i'm thinking okay so if she liked it i guess maybe i'll like it too but it's somehow s- still not right but i you know as a little kid you kind of curious like what do you mean she liked it so what did you do to her for her to like you touching her. So I didn't agree to him touching me. And so he said, can I touch you? So I shook my head. So still, you know, without my consent, he was still going to do what he was going to do. I truly believe that whether I say yes or no, because he's guess what? He still did it. So he kept, he fondled me. And I remember I just felt kind of dirty like really dirty and just I was scared after that and so I just wanted to just I wanted him to stop touching me and I wanted him I I wanted to just disappear he I don't recall how long he was touching me but I just know I wanted it to stop finally you know so he finally stopped and then he said I'll take you home so we leave and proceed to my house and before that he takes me to mcdonald's and gets me this happy meal and we get to my house and so my mom is you know all anxious and she's like oh you know how'd it go what happened you know blah 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 so i immediately i don't i don't recall saying much to her but i retreated into my room i did not say bye to him at all like i would you know I always was excited to see him because like I said, he was a family friend and I trusted this person. So I rem I don't, I did not say goodbye. I went straight to my room and I wanted to take off the clothes that I had on. Like, I still remember the dress that I had on down to the shoes because it was my absolute favorite little dress that I had on. And I just wanted to come out of the clothes, so I went to the room, and so he was talking to my mom, and finally, after some time, he left, because I didn't hear him speaking anymore, and then I came out, and so I did not want the Happy Meal. I gave the Happy Meal to one of my sisters, and I just sat there, and so my mom didn't really, she didn't know, because I I really, I hid it from her, like, I, I didn't cry in front of her, I just did not know what to say, I was just, I think I was just numb. So I did not tell my mom about that experience until I was well into my 30s. And the only reason why I told her because every now and again his name would come up. So every time his name would come up, I would just not say much about it. You know, much about him or the experience that, you know, that I that I endured. You know, even when we were kids, you know, when I was a kid and we used to play with his children and go over to their house, like all that stopped. So I, I get I just I gather that he stopped communicating with my mom because of his guilt. So. To silence me, what he did was he. um He you know, he threatened my family. He told me that if I said anything to my mom, that he would harm her and that he would harm myself and that he will harm my siblings so that was partly the main reason why I didn't say anything because I was afraid that was the first and foremost I was really afraid because my mind went to you know so if I tell my mommy then he is going to hurt us so I can't say anything so I had to bury that that secret so anyway like I'm like I was saying um So when I told my mom in to my thirties, she was in she was in shock. She said that bastard and she said what you know, she wanted to know when, what, how, you know, what did he do and she just she was she just couldn't believe it. And she told me, she said, I wish she said if no, she didn't say she wished, but she said, um, if you would have told me back then, I would have called somebody for on him meaning that she would have called somebody to harm him. And so part of me was glad that I didn't say something because I you know I certainly don't want to see anybody hurt. Yeah, I was pissed off, but I don't want to see anybody hurt on my account because you know here I am still the I am the victim and you know, but I understand my mother's disposition as a mother. Her job is to protect me. So I get it. And I certainly did not want to tell my dad because my dad would have flipped out. So I did not say, I never said anything. So I just held it there. So anyway, you know, we, we talked about it and it was emotional for me because I didn't, I didn't never want my mom to find out, but I had to tell her because she kept you know she would circle back, oh, you know I wonder how he's doing and how his family is doing't you often wonder about them mate and so I, that's when i had to just i had to let her know just because I didn't want to ever hear his name mentioned again for you know for for the memory that he established with us in the good times shortly after well not shortly after, but in recent years. I actually had a conversation with my cousin, we are the same age, so I had a conversation with my cousin. I've always wanted to ask her, what did he do to her and what does she, you know, how does she feel? So in recent, re- recent years, we had a conversation and she told me, now this is a lie. That he told her he told the the same thing that he told me about her liking it he told her that I liked it now he had never touched me prior to any of this so hearing her speak and say those words I just I felt enraged I'm like the hell would he lie like that for like why would he lie but that's a sick person so I, I realized he's a sick person so she didn't tell me all the details, but I got a sense that it happened to her more than once. And she did not tell her mom ever. She held the, the embarrassment and the shame, just like I did, for years. And so we didn't cry, but we were just really emotional about our experience with him. So I was glad to actually, you know, have a conversation and talk to her about our feelings. And for me, you know, I I guess I self-healed because I never, you know, I never went to counseling. Like I said, I never told my mom about it. And, you know, when you're a victim, you know, you just don't know what to do. You just... It, it, you try to bury it, but it just never it go, it does not go away. It does not go away. Um, so this is the first time that I'm speaking about it publicly, and I chose to speak about it because there's thousands and thousands of girls, boys, women and men who have held that embarrassment for a long time. And so for the the victims who has not vocalized what they've gone through, you have my voice, and I understand what it is and how it feels. I understand. You know, you often wonder, you know, I used to wonder until I really had to think about my position in being a victim. So let's take, for instance, the Bill Cosby scandal, that whole thing with him. And people would always question, well, why do these ladies wait so so long to say something when it happened 30 years ago or whatever? Well, I had to start thinking like them. They didn't say anything because they held that shame. They felt powerless, hurt, confused, embarrassed, withdrawn, humiliated, emotional, powerless, betrayed. All these emotions is very damaging. So, When you don't want to talk about it, and then you got to let that guard down, and so when you talk about it, nobody wants to believe the person. Because oh, why did you wait? Well, all the things that I just mentioned in the above in the above statement is the shame and the you know all all these accolades that go with it. You don't want to talk about it. So when you start hearing about other victims coming forward, it's like, wait a minute. It, the, he did the same thing to me. Like that happened to you too. It's like, what? So if you got 30 women's on the same platform and it happened to them and then you're, everybody's talking about it. Yeah, that's why the victims came forward because they were probably in shock that it happened not to only them. It happened to someone else too. Even though you don't know each other, but it's this, you share the same story and it's just mind boggling. So I understood it. I understood it. And it's just these, you know, he was sick. He was really sick. So I say to the victims out there, I I get you and I understand. So... Like I said, I did not go to counseling or anything. I self-healed. Some of you might need counseling. It might be, you know, I I don't know your story. I know my story. I don't know your story. You could be going through something deeper. I don't know. So it just, my heart goes out to everyone who's ever had to experience this. You know, every child, you know, because you've, when you're a kid growing up moms and dads are there to protect you but then when you have this monster come in and then they threaten you and threaten your family's lives you don't know what to do like you're really that afraid so for that 10-year-old me i i would tell me you know, if I was 10 again and I had the mind that I had now, I probably just would have just tried to fight back or run or something. I don't know what I I I, I can't. Well, I really can't say what I would have did. But I just really wish that I um, did not experience that. And I'm always one for saying our experiences make us stronger. Sometimes it doesn't because... It's something that you just don't want to ever relive again or think about. But like I said, it never goes away. So just be encouraged out there. And if you need to talk to someone that you can confide in, by all means, reach out to that person. And, you know, if you need to cry, cry. Because it's, it's, you know. You gotta begin to heal, some kind of way. Because not everybody heals, and but you gotta start somewhere. Because a lot of people they hold, um, they hold the shame for too long. But at some point you do have to move on, and just heal you you have to heal. Healing is part of life. You know, there's a lot of disappointments in life and I get it. I've been through a lot of disappointments myself and I had to take myself up again and move on and I'm not going to say not look back because you do look back on certain things. Um but you never forget. You know, like I and I do say that Words are powerful and just like experiences are powerful as well. But you can't let it overpower you as a person because by nature, I am a very fun loving, silly, if you will, type of individual. Like I like to laugh and during the course of me trying to process what that man did to me i wasn't myself for a little bit and i don't know you know i don't know how my mood was because that was so long ago and you know you don't understand what, you know what just happened you know i don't remember like if i did bad in school or if i didn't want to play with anybody cuz i was always you know wanting to play and and laugh and chat so i don't remember how I act in a school after that. So like I said, I do remember the dress that I had on and I never wore that dress again. I never wore those socks again and I never wore those shoes again. Like I hated it after that. So just like I said, just be encouraged. This is a very touchy subject. And I wish you well. And I hope that you can move on. And I hope that you will reach out and talk to someone if you haven't. Don't keep this deep, dark secret. You've got to release it. You've got to talk about it. And you you can't really let it go. But you've got to just, you've got to overcome it. Some kind of way, if you haven't already. So, thank you for listening, and I wish you the best. <clears throat> excuse me. And again, I would like to say, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry, I have a little tickle in my throat. I would like to say, if nobody told you that they love you today, I do. Have a blessed, blessed day. Until we speak again.